Good morning, everyone. Question 32 this morning. We finally got out of 31. If you remember last week, we spoke of those three days when Christ was in the belly of the earth. Question 32 this morning, we're going to be talking about Christ's exaltation in the end of that third day when he come out of the grave. Our question this morning says, wherein consists Christ's exaltation? Christ's exaltation consists in his rising again from the dead on the third day and ascending up into heaven and sitting at the right hand of God the Father and in coming to judge the world at the last day. Let's ask God's help before we go any further. Lord, we do thank you for this morning. As we said earlier, Lord, please bless us with your spirit, Lord. Help me, dear God, as I open your word this morning, let it be all of you and none of me. Help us all. In Christ's name we ask it. Amen. In Colossians chapter 1, just like we did in the last study, we took John 3.16 and we used it as our prefaces to remind us about that how God gave. His love for us is that he gave everything. And this is going to be a four-part series in this question as well. And I want to keep going back to this prefaces here. Colossians 1, 17 and 18 states that, And he is before all things, speaking of Christ, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead that in all things he might have the preeminence or the superiority. Christ was the forerunner for us who are saved. He was the first to rise from the dead, as the scripture states, by bringing many sons unto glory. If you would, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 this morning, and we're going to look at our main text. And then we'll go to the Old Testament, and then the New Testament after. Our subject this morning hid him, him rising from the dead. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, let's look at verses 1 through 4. Paul speaking here, he says, Moreover, brethren, I declare, declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I declared unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, catch this here, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, again here, according to the scriptures. If you would turn to the book of Psalms. I want you to see some passages here according to the scriptures. Psalm chapter 17. Let's look at verses 14 and 15. David speaking or looking forward to this day. Verses 14 and 15. From, 
from men which are thy hand, O Lord, from men of the world which have their portion in this life, and whose belly thou fillest with thy hid treasure. They are full of children and leave the rest of their substance to their babes. Their hopes are in this life. Verse 15, as for me, David says, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. He's talking about that resurrection day. When that mortal will put on immortality. Look at Psalm chapter 49. Verses 14 and 15 again here. Like sheep, they are all laid in the grave. Death shall feed on them, and the upright shall have dominion over them in the morning, and their beauty shall consume them in the grave from their dwelling. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Selah. David knew that he wouldn't stay in the grave. But the forerunner had to come first. The pioneer that would pave the way. Look also in Psalm 68. And I just wanted you to see these scriptures based on as it was written in the scriptures. So therefore it must be fulfilled. Psalm 68, 18. Speaking of Christ here, thou hast ascended on high, thou hast led captivity captive, thou hast received gifts of men, for the rebellious also that the Lord God might dwell among him. The first to rise from the dead, this is quoted in Ephesians chapter 4, that he who ascended also descended first into the lower parts of the earth, Ephesians chapter 4. Look also at Psalm chapter 118. And we see this all through the scripture, not only the resurrection, but the suffering of Christ, that God would speak to his prophets in the Old Testament and they would prophesy the narrative of what Christ would come and accomplish. And if you notice in the New Testament, referring back to the Old Testament, every dot and tittle was accomplished what was spoken of Christ. Psalm chapter 118, look at verses 17 and 19. David's assurance here, he says, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord hath chastened me sore, but he hath not given me over unto death. David's confidence was in this resurrection. In Jeremiah chapter 30, you don't have to turn there, I'll read it for you. 
But verse nine says, but they shall serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I will raise up unto them. David was dead at this point when this was spoken. They raised up Christ, the one who would sit on David's throne. Hosea chapter six, verse two, you don't have to turn there as well. It says, after two days will he revive us. In the third day, he will raise us up and we shall live in his sight. The language of this resurrection is all over the scripture. Turn to the New Testament now, to the book of John chapter two, and we'll see our Lord prophesying of this as well. John chapter 2. Look at verse 18 and 19. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, What sign showest thou unto us, seeing that thou doest these things? Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Look down two verses at verse 22. He gives an explanation of this. He says, when therefore he was risen from the dead, his disciples remember that he had said this unto them. And they believe the scripture foretold in the Old Testament, the word which Jesus had said. While we're in the book of John, look also at John chapter 10. Look at verses 17 and 18 here. Christ speaking, therefore doeth my father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. What a glorious truth that not only did he come to do the Father's will, but he had the power to lay down his life for his enemies, which those of you who are in Christ this morning, at one time you were his enemy. And he walked up Calvary's hill and he bore that cross and he bore the pain and the death and shame and suffering for you when you was his enemy. But he had the power to take his life back up again. Matthew chapter 16, you don't have to turn there. Verse 21 says, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. The language of this resurrection on the third day you see over and over and over again. In Mark chapter 9 at the transfiguration, Mark 9, 9, you don't have to turn there as well. And as they came down from the mountain, he charged them that they should not tell no man what things they had seen till the Son of Man were risen from the dead. Turn to Luke chapter 24. 
want to read you something here about the road to Emmaus when Jesus, after his resurrection, meets with these two disciples. And I want you to see some things that were said here. Starting in verse 18. And the one of them whose name was Cleopas answered and said unto him, speaking to Jesus, because he had asked him, hey, what's going on, guys? And he says, art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, what things? And they said unto him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty indeed in word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And besides all this, today, the third day since these things were done, these disciples thought it was over with the king that they had been waiting for for centuries, that they thought they were to restore the kingdom, was dead, and their hope was dead with his death. Verse 22, Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished when they were early at the sepulcher, and when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a division of angels which said that he was alive. And certain of them with were, went to the sepulcher and found, and even so as the women had said, but him they saw not. And then he said unto them, Jesus speaking here, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered all these things and to enter into his glory? His exaltation, his raising from the dead, foretold throughout all the Old Testament. He rebuked these disciples here. Y'all ought to have known this. Turn to Revelations chapter 1, if you will. vision that the apostle John seen of this resurrected Christ in his glory look at verse 8 it says I am Alpha and Omega the beginning and the ending saith the Lord which is which was and which is to come the pre-incarnate Christ the first advent he's coming back second advent Look also at verses 17 and 18. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And I could say right now to you, Christian, if you have put your faith in Christ, once you pass from this life to the next one, you will also be alive forevermore in his presence. I am alive forevermore, amen, and I have the keys of hell 
and of death. Turn back to 1 Corinthians 15, if you will. And let's see what's Paul's confession of this resurrection. And Paul speaking here, he speaks of the the absolute importance of this resurrection. Starting in verse 12, he said, Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he had raised up Christ whom he raised not up. If so be that, the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then Christ is not raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain and ye are yet in your sins. Then all also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. And this is the point here of the importance of the resurrection. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all men most miserable. But now Christ is risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that fall asleep. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive the forerunner, the one who paved the way for us, the one who bought salvation, the one who bought redemption for the ones that he had chose to set his affection upon. Peter's confession in Acts chapter 2, verses 23 and 24, you don't have to turn there. Him preaching here, he said, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. The perfect Son of God, death could not hold him. The grave could not keep him from rising again. I'd like to leave you this morning with some lyrics to a song by Casting Crowns called Glorious Day. Verse 3 says, One day the grave could not conceal him no longer. One day the stone rolled away from the door. Then he arose over death he had conquered. Now he is ascended, my Lord, evermore. Death could not hold him. The grave could not keep him from rising again. And the chorus says, Living he loved me. Dying he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified freely forever. And one day he's coming. Oh, glorious day. If you don't know Christ this morning, I pray that you would look to this cross. Behold the man upon the cross. My sins upon his shoulders. Turn from your sins and turn to Christ. Repent. Repent and trust in Him. Amen.
Father, we thank you for this study this morning, Lord. Thank you that you did rise from the dead. Thank you that you do have the keys to death, to hell and the grave, and all those who have put their faith in your finished work, Lord, are saved from their sins, and they'll experience that resurrection of the dead on the last day as well. We praise you for it, and we give you thanks. In Christ's name, we do ask it. Amen.